Greetings, and welcome to the Pampering Myself Podcast, an advocacy for self-care. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and most importantly, we'll learn that you can't pour from an empty cup. You'll hear stories, interviews, and conversations which will empower you in living your best life. Greetings, podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of Pampering Myself. I hope all is well with you and yours and that you find peace in these turbulent times. As I had previously mentioned in um, previous podcasts, I've been seeing the chiropractor for the past at least three years now, and it has done wonders for the pain in my neck. But what I like about the past and the present uh, chiropractor centers that I've gone to is their approach. And it's not just for the chiropractic services, but for the health and welfare in general. From the products we cook and clean with to the vitamins and the foods we consume. Either through the classes they offer or the newsletters they provide to their patients. Educating you on how everything we do affects our overall health. I was amazed that... um, When we talk about the products that we cook with, the type of skillet that you use, think about it. There's a material, a chemical that is in that skillet, and when it heats up, it may release a certain gas that we use, and that affects your health when you think about consuming that, whether it's the metal um, that gets in your food, like they say on the grill, you shouldn't use a brush to brush the grill. The bristles from the brush could come off on the grill and you put your meat on there and it attach itself. It is so many things that we have to think of and so many things that, um, that affects our health. It's just overwhelming. So today I like to share some information regarding something that you may not have even thought about, or perhaps you have. But the information I'm about to share hopefully becomes your cup of tea. Yes, we're going to talk about teas today. Now, I'm a coffee drinker, but I don't consider myself a serious coffee drinker because I usually only drink a half a cup every morning, regular blend. So I'm not one of those people that need a strong coffee or... Uh, a Starbucks fan or any of those. And normally, even though I fill my cup up to the top, I never complete a cup and I usually have to heat it up maybe three times before I actually even finish that half a cup. So for me, what I realized, it's more about drinking something hot. And I, I used to drink hot chocolate, but it was too heavy. The heaviness of the hot chocolate and the calories I was consuming was really a turnoff. And then I switched over to light, then light hot chocolate, and then it seems like it was too weak or too watery. But now that the weather is changing, I find that I want that cup of warmth in the evening. And not necessarily a cup of coffee, but something just hot and warm to go down my throat. And so the information from my chiropractor was timely. 
And it sent me on a search about teas because in the newsletter that they sent out, it talked about various types of teas. And because like everything else, there's so many choices on the market. So I did some research. But I want you to know that, the, uh, as always, the information that I'm going to provide is for general purposes only and not meant to be a source of medical advice. So the first thing I wanted to know was, what is the difference between drinking coffee and tea? Because there's been a lot of controversial discussion about tea having more uh, caffeine than coffee. And then on the other hand, there are those who say coffee is higher in caffeine than tea. Well, that was just one of the questions, followed by several others like, are there any health benefits um, are all teas created equal? Can you consume too much tea, as they said, with coffee? And could tea be harmful to me? Well, in this podcast, I'll share my findings according to the research from none other than the medical community. To start, I read this article by Julie Ecker on WebMD, where researchers in the West are discovering the health benefits from certain teas that those in the East have known for thousands of years. Now, that gave some credibility to the research from the folks in the East because this has been a known fact of these benefits of regarding tea thousands of years. And in my research, I finally got an understanding to that question regarding which beverage has more caffeine. So the research says, and this makes sense, that the tea leaves have more caffeine than the coffee beans. However, once the tea leaves are brewed, the tea is diluted and therefore has less caffeine than coffee. So there you have it. The caffeine in the tea is actually in the leaves. So if you want a kick from tea, then get a new tea bag. As you continue, because I know sometimes um, we reuse the tea bags. If you're in a restaurant, they bring you that little tin container of hot water. You have your bag sitting in there. That's when the caffeine is the most active and it strips out some of the caffeine into the tea. And so even that second cup is much weaker. But before I go any further, just for the record, this discussion is only about brewed tea and not bottled tea, because I'm guessing there's a difference uh, in, in that process. So the first thing I want to know is, are there any health benefits? Well, there are quite a few that I found that are remarkable and worth noting and very beneficial to health. So the studies have found that some of these teas reduce cancer, lower heart disease, diabetes, cholesterol, they aid in weight loss, and heighten mental awareness. That, that's significant out of a cup of tea. Now, according to the spokeswoman for the American Dietetic Association, there doesn't seem to be a downside. And it sounds like it's a win-win. 
So why wouldn't one drink a cup of coffee? I'm sorry, a cup of tea. Then there was a study published in the Journal of American College of Nutrition, which states that the polyphenol, which is a compound found in the tea, is believed to be or believed to promote health and fight disease, such as those I previously mentioned, and a list of others. So there seems to be evidence supporting that tea has a lot of health benefits to it. So are all teas equal? No. And for the sake of time, I'll only address those identified by my research and shows which teas have significant health benefits. And I used three different sources to find out which teas were more beneficial. And I found four. I don't know if it's only these four or if the researchers took the top four. But it was ironic that all three of my sources identified these three. And in no particular order, starting with black tea. Black tea is the most commonly used tea in the United States, and yet it has the highest caffeine content. So if it is caffeine you're looking for, that jolt in the morning, then black tea it is. And according to a 2001 study published in the Journal of Circulation, black tea has numerous health benefits, including the ability to reverse endothelium. That's a dysfunction, which is lines the heart in the blood vessels. Studies have also shown that black tea can protect the lungs damaged by exposure to cigarette smoke and reduce the risk of uh, strokes. That's critical. So now we talk about the white tea. Well, historically, it's been used for promoting relaxation and general well-being. It also has the most potent anti-cancer properties compared to more processed teas. So if you're looking for a tea just to relax instead of one to energize you, then the white tea it is. Green tea. Green tea has the greatest concentration of antitoxic and those uh, polyphenol. Now, the University of Maryland Medical Center states that green tea is the best known for improving heart health by regulating the blood glucose levels and improving cognitive process and healing wounds. And the antitoxins may also interfere with certain cancers such as bladder or breast or lung stomach, pancreatic cancer, and colorectal cancers. So it sounds like um, these teas are have different functions, um, different things that they're beneficial for, and knowing which tea is good for whatever ails you or to prevent um, is some good information. And the fourth tea is the oolong tea. Now, oolong tea is a traditional Chinese tea, and it's known to lower bad cholesterol levels. And according to a 2003 study published in a journal of diabetes care, oolong tea may help lower plasma glucose levels 
and two types of diabetics. And it may be an effective supplement to oral hypoglycemic agent in treating diabetes. Now, it's pretty well established that the compounds in these teas and their flavonoids, which are noted for their antitoxin, antiviral, anti-cancer, anti-inflammatory properties, are good for the heart and can reduce cancer. And this is according to the American Dietetic Association spokesperson. So in summary, the research shows that various teas are good for you. Now, I've tried the green tea and I've tried the black tea, but not the white tea. But I'm guessing since the, the um, oolong tea is a traditional Chinese tea, that I may have had that as a serving in a Chinese restaurant. Because I, I like the flavor of the uh, teas from the Chinese restaurant. So uh, with that said, I guess I'll pick up a box of the oolong tea on my next shopping trip. Because it was smooth. It wasn't one of those teas that I would look for to relax me. Um, but it's that cup of something warm and something hot going down. And if I was looking for something that I wanted to relax, then it seems like a white tea would be the perfect choice. And if I was looking for that kick in the morning, then a black tea would be a, a good choice. But if there were certain health issues that you had, then any one of these teas appear to be other than the white tea, which is more um, general relaxation and well-being, would address things such as cancer or diabetes. But I look at it as all preventive. So it could be a um, health preventive maintenance thing. Will I continue to drink the coffee? I'm not sure. I probably will until I get used to making that switch. But in the evening, for sure, I will drink tea because that's when, as the weather changes, I want more of uh, something warm to drink to go down my throat in the evening. Um, it's, it's just a, a, a feel-good thing. And so I think I will switch over to that and eventually wean myself from the coffee. So I, I don't have anything against coffee. I haven't done any research on coffee. I'm not saying coffee is a bad thing. If coffee is your choice of beverage, please continue to drink it. I'm just saying do your own research. Determine if one is better than the other. If you like the flavor or the taste of one better than the other or whatever you're looking for. I think it's all about the health benefits. And I'm not sure if there is any in coffee, but whatever you choose, know what's in it. Because often, as I have found by going through my chiropractor, that there are a lot of things that when we think we're being healthy, we don't consider. And that is the type of utensils that we're using to cook with. Uh, from the spatula to the skillet, um, all of those different things, the sprays, the aerosols, the roll-ons. It is a variety of things. The perm we put in our hair, 
Um, so not to be a Debbie Downer, for lack of a better uh, word, it's just to be aware, to be aware of those things that are um, affecting our health and to do better and make better choices. So as always, I hope this information was useful and that you be safe and don't forget to pamper yourself. Thank <laughs> you.